0: Hi, and welcome to the Future of Development podcast. My name's Anthony Montague, and I'm here to inspire people to find amazing careers in the construction development world. If you like our podcast, please make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really like our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Ben, welcome to the show. I'm always excited to have you on. You know, it's uh, you and I in pre-show got to talk about a lot of different topics, and uh, uh, today promises to be a, a, a you know great discussion. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me. You know, I uh, got a chance to uh, look into your past, and you certainly know a lot about siding and the materials that people are using. But I think it's even more important is uh, to really start to understand how did little Ben become. A big contractor, right? Like, how did that happen? Where where did you Where did you come from? What was it? You know, what kind of inspired you to do this? What was that path look like? Definitely not
1: something that was on my list in my uh, high school career planning class uh, to to be on a roof or or do siding. But uh, when that opportunity came, um, the the way it came about is I was uh, asked to help on a roof uh, roofing project. On that project, uh, the guy who hired me was fired, and essentially at the end of that that first house, uh, I became the crew lead, and I had no idea what what I was doing. I, I we were nailing tow boards through the shingles, and we broke a window. It was just a, 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 a total disaster. Uh, but my future bar- business partner, he was on vacation at the time, and the contractor's like, "Hey, you got to go. You're going to go out to the site. You're going to meet this guy named Ben." He has no, no idea what he's doing. He needs help. And so Matt came out there and helped me and we, uh, we ended up getting that, that project done, but eventually graduated to, to, to siding and putting siding on the wall. And once we, uh, started our business, the the tough thing at that time was kind of differentiate your differentiating yourself. Everybody was selling vinyl siding, vinyl windows. It was just a commodity. Like who had the who had the lowest price was was a, a customer selection. And so we got into the James Hardy siding, the fiber cement in 2000, and that's what really kind of changed the tra- trajectory of our business.
0: You know that I think you know you covered a lot of stuff in there. You know, I, people I look back, and I never really realized. I, first of all, I was going to be an accountant. I, I never thought about being a construction guy. I, I, I went to school to be an accountant. I was gonna be, you know, business administration. I, I actually, I thought I was gonna be a broker. And, you know, I had worked my way through school uh, as a, uh, you know, painting houses. You know, in floor easy. I could, I could, you know, rent a pressure cleaner and I could go down the street and I could clean roofs. You know, they'd get all moldy from, from that. Night. And we would, that's, it was like a way to make a buck. Right? Sure. Our friend and I, we could rent a pressure cleaner for 50 bucks. We could do two roofs for 200 bucks. And we both went home with a hundred dollars a piece. And, you know, it, it kind of worked out. It was like a hundred bucks as a kid. That was like, that was a, a fortune. And then we figured out how to do more of that and uh, do some sidewalks. And then, and then one day someone said, hey, you want to paint our roof? And, you know, I said, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. You buy the paint, we'll do it for 500 bucks. And the two of us thought we made 500 bucks in a day. We're like, this is amazing, right? And you know, we had our shorts on, we had no safety, nothing. We had we were up there with not even shoes on. We'd up there barefoot. You know, we don't want to get our shoes painted. Right. <laughs> so you don't even know, you know, like all of a sudden you did it out of there. And and just we kept moving forward, right? And and uh, I think what you said is great. You just start to notice, all right, you know, how many, how many customers beat you out because of price, right? And you go, I gotta, I gotta find something that differentiates me from the other guys. And what is that? And and, and then, then you find James Hardy siding. Well, and that time we were both pretty
1: young. I was uh, 19 when we started the business and my business partner was 22. And so <clears throat> to go in to a house and, you know, ask a 65 year old couple to give me a $20,000 down payment, you know, I think there was just some magic like, oh, well, you know, you may know how to do the work, but, you know, do I really trust that you've got the business acumen to, Make sure at the end of the job that they're still a business, and so we went up against that a little bit. But uh, you know, that first meeting that we had with James Hardy after we had done this project with the material and kind of realized that that's where we wanted to go with uh, with our business. I remember we James Hardy presented it to to join the preferred remodeler program. It was seven hundred fifty dollars at that time. And that was that was a big deal. But you know, we had a corporate board meeting and ate at the a local restaurant and ate some chicken wings. And we're like, all right, well, here we go. You know, let's do this. We're gonna be a little shy on um, our our meal budget this week, but let's give it a shot and see what you know, what happens. And it turned out to be a a great uh, a, a great
0: decision. So you take you take the big leap, right? You're you're young. You can afford to, to take risk, right? I mean, it, it's, a, you know, it, and by the way, I, I think, you you know, we say that when we're young, it's easier. I say we always got to do it, right? It, it's always yeah. taking yep. that taking that spot in business where we're moving forward. You know, it, it sometimes I get lazy and I'm like, ah, do I have to continue to evolve? But the truth is everywhere I want to grow, everything I want to do is right on the other side of scaring the crap out of myself. I, you know, it's, it's like literally right on the other side of, all right, I'm gonna I, I, like come to Chicago. I, I was a little redneck kid in Florida and some, you know, what we got into a commercial painting thing and uh, uh, we were painting a banana Republic and that contractor built these things called discovery zones. And uh, he goes, Hey, you want to come paint a discovery zone for me? And I'm like, sure. And he nailed me on the price. I mean, he, he, he took advantage of on the price. And, but I, I got the project and I figured out how to do it faster because I underbid the thing, but the project manager was there and he saw the, what I was doing. And he's like, Hey kid, you're uh, you're pretty good at this. You're, you're faster than anybody's ever seen do this, and your price is really great. How, how do you do it? I go well. I figured out if you take all the ductwork out in the parking lot and you spray, spray it out there before they put it up in the air, it's a lot easier to paint. than and all you know, once they screw it up there, all I had to do is go touch it up. It was a lot faster. And they're like, yeah. And and, and, and the guy's like, that's genius. I go, no, no, no. First of all, it was survival. It was right. <laughs> it, it, it was Florida. One, I was broke. I, I had underbid the project, but two. You know, in Florida, you every you know five feet you go up closer to that roof, the ceiling. It's like Hades up there. Yeah, (laughs) you're a young kid. You're like, I don't want to be up in the air painting in Hades. So, like all of a sudden, those those little things, you don't know when you're going into it. But somehow, if you keep working, those lucky things happen. And a project manager invites you to come to Chicago for a cost. You know, you 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 take that risk with with James Harding, and uh, you. You, James Hardy, sorry, and you you, you spend the seven hundred fifty bucks, and now you're you're in a course. Tell right. me how that go, how that went. <clears throat> so the the the
1: the the Hardy story at that time. It, I mean, there was nobody doing it especially not on the, the on the remodeling side um i think the story is that the first pallet that came to minneapolis sat at the lumberyard for a year and then the, the lumberyard called hardy and was like you got to come pick this up like I, I i don't know what to do i can't sell this stuff so we we uh we started slow one of the you know guerrilla marketing tactics we had was we uh again, we we just tried to stay busy. If we didn't have a job lined up, we tried to stay busy doing something, whether it was rollerblading and passing out flyers. This particular project, uh, winter, it was, you know, unworkable type of weather, 20 20 below. So we took a bunch of siding and we cut it up and then got stickers made up and put those on the back the, um, back of the siding, started stuffing mailboxes, and we actually had a guy hold on to that for three years, and he was using it as a hot plate beside his stove. <clears throat> and then he finally called me. ended up Ended up siding his house.
0: Um, but you, but you kept moving. You kept trying, right? I, right? Mean, I think that's the thing that people forget is that never. There's always something to do. It, it's there's there's never a time when if you have an idea or want to get it sitting there worrying about it does you no good, right? You you you, you got to just even dumb ideas or ideas that work. And even if they don't work today, they're going to, three years from now, when a guy flips over a soft plate and goes, Hey, I want to get my house side now, now it's working. Right. It's always hard work and luck seem to be right next to each other.
1: Well, I think, you know, you learn something about the process too. Like, like even a, 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 an idea that doesn't work, you've gone through that process. You've been able to uh, learn along the way. And, and if all you learn is that, you know, yellow pages are really expensive and don't work that great. You learn that lesson. You're not going to do it again. And so I think there's something to be said for, you know, just the process of, of going through, even if it's an idea that that doesn't end up working.
0: I mean, and not just that you learn faster, right? You make a, make a decision to do it one way or another, and you find out that that's the wrong way, but you, you find out faster, right? And sitting there in indecision does nothing but tear you up. And, uh, I always say, just, just make, I get paid every day. People ask me, you know, now that the companies are where they are and I have all these people that work, what do you do all day? My, my job is to make a decision. People walk in my mm-hmm. office all day with a question. My job is a yes or no, or black or blue, uh, uh, this one or that one. I make the decision. People are like, how do you know? I'm like, I don't always know. But I know that if I, I have to make a call right now, that somehow or another, uh, if I don't make this call, everybody's going to waffle. And even if I make the wrong call, we'll find out faster than we would have done if we would have gone through analysis, paralysis, and all the stuff that we go through. And, and like you said, we learn something. We, we, we learn, well, what well, didn't work? There's some benefit out of it. Hey, don't use the yellow pages. Uh, try, try it this way. There's always some gift out of the failure part of it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of look at it and go, all right, we, we, we all learned something, uh, through that process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, you know, with the, with the James Hardy. Um, as we got further into it, real, we realized that, that people were looking for something else uh, you know, one of the common things I like to say is, you know, nobody says, I love my vinyl siding. I just love my vinyl siding. It's so great. Right. It's, it's, it's cost. It's, you know, everybody else, they don't know that there's another option out there. And so as we started exploring that path, we found out there, there was an appetite for something that looked like wood but you didn't have the same maintenance issues um, associated with, uh, with wood. And so we ran with that. Uh, Hardy, you know, we grew with Hardy and um, eventually when they, uh, they started tracking jobs and they had a, a president's club that they, uh, that they promoted. And um, in 2015, we were the, the, the top remodeling contractor in the nation and, and have had that, been a part of that president's club ever since they, they had that. So
0: it's, you know, it's been a great ride. Right. That, that's the ride, right? All, all you, you get into it. And for sure, you know, I, I I talk to entrepreneurs every day. And one of the things I really notice is that our economy is at a spot right now where for 150 you know, plus years, we have no war here. You know, people are doing uh, as it, i mean, here. No one's ever you know, got more cash than they need because we're always Americans. We need more, but right. they're looking for that differentiating factor. They're looking for that life experience or the product on their home or the the thing they can do in life that's a little bit of an upgrade. People want to it, walking into a James Hardy a siding house. It it feel you walk into that house. It's like walking into a, into a beautiful car that you love, right? I mean, I can get a cheap car that I like, right? Or it's econo- economical or or you know it's gas. But when I you know the, I, I bought a Tesla. Uh, back in 2018, and and my wife's like, just what I'm, I'm like, I bought it. But every time I walk up to that car, I love it. Like I like it. I, it makes me happy. I say yeah. the same thing about your house. When you when you do a house with a, you know a, a hardy siding, like all of a sudden you you know it differentiates itself from the other houses on the block. People get that you've done something that's really stands out. Yeah, and I you know, that's one of the
1: things that I first fell in love with this business is, is, you know, as we were siding one of those first houses with James Hardy and when you're done, you look at it like, wow. You know, that's actually one of the things I I, I miss the most <clears throat> from installing is being able to be done with that house and say, wow, you know, that this place looks awesome. And and to your point, you know, when, when a, a house goes on the, the market, I don't think I've really seen in there, you know, beautiful vinyl siding, but you see beautiful James Hardy in the listing of, of some of these homes. And so it's been, it's been great at, I, I think there's one thing about differentiating yourself with a product, but then becoming the expert in that product as well, because now, you know, there's a lot of guys doing, doing Hardy siding, but the, the difference is, is that they'll go into the house and they'll say, I don't care what you pick. I got vinyl. I got steel. I've got LP smart side, Hardy, whatever you want, instead of saying, no, this is the right choice for your, for your house. And then being able to to explain those reasons why,
0: you know, as you uh, become the expert, you know, that that's the, um, something I hear continuously with great entrepreneurs is that they are the subject matter experts. They know not just the material the the way it goes on the proper application for it, the, the 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 why the product is so great they they, they they study it right you become a master of the product and it's in it, that itself becomes an art you know we we do a couple of trade shows
1: one's the Minnesota State Fair which is just ridiculous they run two million people through uh, the state Fair it's it, it's 12 days uh, of hell sometimes um, but you get to talk to all kinds of people and we have, you know, what we call the table of truth where we line up all the different sidings, all the different warranties. I've got little, uh, jars full of the actual, uh, ingredients of James Hardy siding, the, the cellulose, the sand, um, uh, the cement so that people can hold it. And, and, you know, that is a little bit more than if somebody had just, you know, got one of those, uh, turn style displays that they ordered from the manufacturer just showing that level of detail and being able to, to explain to people let them touch and feel and and see that you know that's the difference between somebody who does James Hardy once in a while and and somebody who's built their company around it
0: no no it's great you know and, and what's neat about James Hardy's the different types of products they have they're the uh, uh, the all the different aspects I mean you can go with, with you know with with the lab siding uh, but those the single side that's with the singles uh, shingles you know, yep singles, i mean they're free those are <clears throat> flipping beautiful they're you know it, it's uh uh it's a really beautiful uh design when you're done and uh i it, i even saw some vertical uh, uh panels you guys have
1: yeah they, they've got vertical panels they uh come out with their aspire line where they've got a, a v groove and then like a, a nickel gap um it's a thicker type of siding Their latest product, it's not here in Minnesota yet, but it's a more of a stucco kind of look, but a sanded texture. I mean, there's some really cool applications. Uh, Basically anything you can do with wood, you know, they've got got a product for it. And for most people walking by, they're not going to think that it's not wood, except for when the woodpecker goes up to it, he breaks his beak.
0: (laughs) And you're not out there painting and scraping every right. year and, that, and that's the problem with it. wood's always so beautiful you know you go up into those beautiful homes up in the, up in the northeast and uh you know all those uh, but you know the, the problem with it was all the maintenance you had to go with it right it was great for the, you know the first couple of years but now i have to go back out there and scan and scrape and all the stuff that goes along with it you know um I, I think as as amazing as the product is that you do um, i really want to talk touch more about uh your your experience in running you know running a business right i think sure. that uh, uh, you know I can you know when we talk to you guys we get your expertise in, in hardy siding. it like it 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 boils it comes out of your skin you guys are the subject matter experts on it we I, I get that the, I think the part that's also you know for, for those folks those young guys are young people out there they're just getting into the business and we're really trying to you know for me I'm always trying to inspire them to, to look at construction a lot of folks kind of went away from the business and went into all these other things computers and all and other other spots but construction to me has served my, me and my family and you and your family really really well right I mean the uh, it, it's got this amazing uh, you know this growth opportunity that's coming at us right now with uh, the number of homes that are getting built uh, you know what's happening even even with the economy going where it's going we're going to see our homes double in the number of homes in the next couple of years yeah and I think you know as you look at people that
1: got out of the business um, it can be an all consuming business. I mean, it really can. And, and it, it, it did for me, Um, you know, when we uh, in 2014, I bought my business partner out and that was uh, a great transitional period for me uh, to be able to implement some technology, to be able to create that repeatable process that we wanted for every job and to know, have some sort of accountability built into that system so that we know when those things aren't happening. And so that exercise that we did in that, uh, that winter of t- 2014 was, was crucial. And I think trying to get um, the space and the time to do that is what some business owners lack. They, they're just, they're, they're chasing um, their tail a lot. It's just, you know, because they're trying to keep up because it's just, they don't have time to time or maybe even the, the, the know-how to to even to to do that.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I talk to entrepreneurs that are successful and th- those that are not successful, and there's kind of a commonality to them, right? Focus, right? Their ability to focus on what they're doing, right? Uh, you know, as we go through the ebbs and tides of a business, there are distractions, right? Uh, uh, here, by by the way, most of them are in my own life, right? I, as, yeah. as as I grow as a man, I go through you know, I went through, uh, you know, moving to Chicago, I went through uh, one company, uh, letting me go and another company, the ebbs and tides of the different experiences that I had. And then, you know, the same thing happens in business, right? There's years when I was doing great. And there's years when I personally wasn't doing great. I, you know, those were my, like my low years and my business felt it right. The business felt it. And, and today I can look back and I can really see signs of what made it successful and what didn't right. What, what continues to make it successful. And you know, a lot of it has to do with the things that I focus on, right? As I look at the business and, and at my behaviors, what, you know, for me, businesses all and all the businesses that we have, they're all the same. It's it's about expanding and then organizing. But what's that little piece right between the two of those, right? You know, there's, there's a little piece right between, you know, you expanded. Now things are getting a little hectic and then you have to, but now you know you have to organize, but there's something right like right between there, what happens,
1: right? Yeah. So we actually, uh, you know, in our, three and five year plans would build in these these plateau years and so we would have a a growth year um, and figure out where those pinch points were where those uh, gaps were either whether it be staffing or technology uh, or process what we needed to to do to fix those areas so that when we started growing again we didn't feel you know that that pain that we were as, as we were growing. And I think, you know, everybody's pushing for more dollars and more product and the, you know, the manufacturer's reps are, you know, okay, you got this last year, what are you going to do this year? And, you know, to say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to probably be about flat, but what we found during doing that a few times is that uh, the revenue might stay stagnant, but you made more money the profit the profit was up and you know at, at the end of the day if you can do the same amount of jobs and make more money that's a win you know and learn something at the same time and that that's a win
0: in my book absolutely and knowing that having the foresight to see that right having the ability to look at it and go all right I this year I'm not chasing more work I'm chasing the same work but now we're gonna really start working on processes, dial them in a little bit better, get a little bit smarter about how we order, a little smarter how we deliver, a little smarter about how we schedule, a little bit smarter about when we start and turn over projects so that, how do we make that, that time space faster, right? So we can get in and out and make more money, you know, same project, but we make money faster because we're not there as long. We're not there as, uh, you know, we, we don't, you know, it's the hundred trips to Home Depot or things I forgot or it's back to supply house that kill every great project Yep. You know, or or the go backs. Right? Oh, I, I we we're missing one more board, a six six inch board or something. And now you have to you know, send a crew back, and and inevitably, oh, that paint didn't match the. You know, we went and fixed that. But now the paint doesn't match, and now it's another go back. And you know, if I can get it in and get out, you know, that that becomes the secret. And and I look at uh, some of the brands that we build, and you know, people get all excited about building the first one of the brands that we do. I say, no, no, you want to get excited about building hundred and fifty of them without much drama, right? The, yeah. the faster we can build these in and out get in and out, uh, the faster that we, and I don't mean just for speed, for speed sakes, but how do we get in and there and have that the, the repeatable process that we dial in every single time? And that's that part of organized, right? That that part of, you know, being able to understand my material selections, my deliveries. There's some projects that we don't want to do because they just don't fit our, our formula, right? When we do those, now, there's some one-off projects here at cdo group we just don't do you know there's other people who chase one-off projects all day long for us it's all about repeatable clients that have the same uh, very similar type of layout so that you know our, our people get really great at them our our project ma- our, our estimators estimate them the same our, our project managers uh you know uh, b- buy them out the same our coordinators know how to get all of the material and equipment and utility companies because those clients want to set up the exact same every single time we understand all the owner supplied vendors. And it becomes a repeatable process where our people become the best in class for the client, you know, where, when they have deliveries, our, our people really dial in uh, the communication with each vendor. So we're not calling them janking their chain all day long because we forgot something, you know, we're the, we're the, we're the contractor who can tell you our schedule for that, for that vendor for a year. Right. Cause right. we, all the projects we have, we, we can look at a year ahead of us and go, look, we always want delivery on this day of these projects. We get, we're so dialed into it. And then we're, we're giving those people such a great uh, runway that we're not calling them the next day going, I need it now, 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 now. Oh, we forgot. Oh. And most of the other calls we get every day are that drama. And right. aren't, aren't that way. You, even their delivery guys show up. We're like, hey, look, why don't you have a cup of coffee across the street and we have a crew here that's gonna unload your truck. And we, we have a parking spot for them. Our superintendents know they're coming you know, it becomes this feeling that you have that you're showing up at one of our job sites, we're at one of those CDO job sites, it feels professional, and, uh, you know, becomes the the, you know, the project where those vendors want to go to, as opposed to the ones where they're all hectic, and they get there, and they're not ready for them. And there's, you know, uh, they're a week off, or there's, or, or, you know, someplace that they're supposed to be, but they're not today. So uh, becomes kind of a pain in the neck.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, when you talk about those, those one-off projects. One of the things that we did is build in a, uh, a project minimum and you know, that at the time, you know, coming from stuff, rollerblading and stuffing mailboxes to passing on projects, that, that, that was a tough thing. Uh, But if you look, say, take a window uh, project, for example, the, the same amount of work goes into a, on the prep uh, side, 20 windows as it does for two windows. You know, you got to go out there. You got to quote it. uh, You got to present the quote. You have to do the measure. You have to get the windows ordered, the casing. You know, all those steps are still there. The quantities are just different, and the revenue and or the, the the profit that's built into that. So, you know, it was that was tough for you know especially some of the sales guys and you know our our inside staff to tell people. You know what we we do have a project minimum and. I was surprised at you know how uh, upset some of the people uh, that we talked to got. You know, we actually got a couple of bad reviews. Like our project isn't good enough for for this company. It, it, you know, we try to explain it's it's not bad. It's just the way our business is structured. It it doesn't make sense for us to do that. It's a business decision, and and we just you know we we know that that's not a good a good project for us.
0: Oh, a, here I, I love that here I love that that bad review. All, all of a sudden, you're looking and going, really. Really, because because you you got up you you got up every single day for the last how many untune years I've had to run this business and realize that I can't do your project well. There are companies out there that can. They don't have this level of team. They don't have this level of group. Those you know, look. There's plenty of back of the truck guys that can do that. T- a couple windows for you, way better than we can, right? right. I, and, and I'm sorry, but we can't because here either that or the amount we have to charge you, you're not going to be happy with. So either you're a little upset with me today or you're gonna hate me tomorrow, I'd rather tell you the truth and, and we'll work it out because forever you'll know that I was a man of my word. And there's some clients I just can't, we, we just can't do well. And, uh, and somewhere in learning that, right? It's, and it, it doesn't feel like, you know, sometimes I, I give myself a little, a little, a little uh, shame for that. I'm like, hey, you know, uh, I wanna be everything for everybody, but the truth is I can't, I can't. There's not enough time in the day. Our systems aren't structured that way. And uh, you start to really notice that and, and, and bravo for you for getting that, you know, as, as, uh, you know, when you're young, you take everything until you learn those parts that work. And, uh, you know, and, you know, when you're young, you got to get kind of get away with it, you have, you don't have any, anything in place. So everything makes sense. And uh, as you start to, you know, kind of refine a little bit more and you go, okay, we right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get smarter and smarter at this and and by the way some young guy is gonna come by and and uh, they're gonna revolutionize the business and make make two windows and 102 windows uh process even smarter you, you know why you see it in, every, sure. in every business out there somebody somebody's gonna you know make uh um you know custom the guy who could make custom t-shirts in 15 minutes you know uh broke the mold from the companies that used to have to print hundreds of them right so uh i look forward to that and, and bravo to that young person that does that and uh or the, or the new person that comes into the business and reinvents how to do that well and, and uh, you know, uh, create a business that, that goes that way. So if you're young and you're a young person out there, that's, <laughs> that's, that's thing to go do is, you, you know, you there's nothing that can't be done uh, if, if you really sit down and look at it and start to really dive into the process and figure out how to structure it so that, you know, two windows or 102 windows will work. Yeah, And I, I think
1: more companies in our space need to say no, uh, you know, you see a lot of even bigger companies, you know, they start off siding and windows and then they add baths and then they add kitchens and then they add porches and pretty soon they've lost what got them to where they were at. And then you don't see them anymore. And, and I don't know how many times I've seen that play out, Again, it's it's growth, 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 but growth without a plan and growth without a w- a way to get this work produced is is just a, a a recipe for failure.
0: We see it all the time. You know, I, mm-hmm. I did a brand called uh, Boston. Originally, it was Boston Chicken, right? Uh, when I was young, I was I don't know twenty four years old. I I it was after Discovery Zone. I went to work, work for Boston Chicken, and it, when I started with them, it was Boston Chicken, and they were a home dinner replacement and they had little tiny stores or little tiny places. And they, you, you went in, you, you got dinner and that's it. And, and then as we were there, they said, well, we could add in these lunch car, uh, carvers and we can make sandwiches. Oh, we can open for lunch. Great. And then they're like, Oh, great. We can do holiday hams. And now we can do holiday hams. And now we can add holiday hams. And while we were building faster than anybody had built in the history of the world. I mean, we were building that brand so fast. I mean, it was lightning speed. I believe that in construction we can go pretty fast. You know, we have system mm-hmm. processes; we can make that happen. The problem was we couldn't find great people to operate them that fast. And while you're looking for all those teams, and at the same time you're growing the menu items, you know, you can see where those failure points came up, and you know, service lacked. And the, and you know, what was great about that home replacement, which it felt homemade, right? You walked into a Boston chicken, and you could you could smell it. They became Boston Market. And it had all these other ideas. And, and I think to your point, you know, there's always somebody back in the office that has this bright idea. We're gonna make more money if we sell more things. And it's not always true. Sometimes you know, it's going back to what you said before. How about we slow down, sell less things, but sell them better, right? I mean, Apple phone is a perfect example of that, right? It, it was, they showed up with, the phone did 10 things. You know, you had a picture, yeah. you had a calculator, it had a thing for your music and, and a phone. You know and and it did those things first, really, really, really well. And then they said, well, "Well, we'll put an app store there, and those of you that want to work off of our really, really well uh, run phone, you could do that, and uh, you know and that was the baseline for making it work, but they focused on making a really sleek phone that worked real well. So I think that's something that we you know it's a great example for us and, and for, for people out there to look at and go, All right, I don't need to be everything, to everybody. Simplifying it makes it maybe a little smarter way of looking at it. Well, and the spreadsheets are great, but they don't
1: uh, help you uh, on the job site. They don't help you uh, forecast uh, gaps in in labor. There's lots of things that I can say that look great on a spreadsheet, and then you take it to the guys, and they're like, "No, no way! Like, we're not, we're not doing that." And I think sometimes you know, like, "Oh, we can squeeze out dollars here. We can squeeze out dollars here if we sell this many more jobs." You know, but you know, how much more staff do you need to get those jobs done? You know, how many more vehicles? Uh, all that overhead, those fixed costs, and that's what uh, the technology that we have, this uh, CRM that we implemented, has really allowed us to do more with less people. To be able to to stretch and scale without uh, without adding a bunch more people to the
0: process. Technology is the key, right? That that that's literally the key to it. Is uh. Uh, you know, leaning onto those technology pieces uh, where you can, where you lower you know, the, the amount of staff you have to carry to do the same work. You know, um, before I run out of time, I, I, I want to talk a little bit, I'm going to go back to the Hardy side of it. I, I, I wanted to get to know your business a little bit more and get to know you. And I, I can really tell the growth of, of what you've done. And, you know, uh, we'll have you on the show some more. I want to kind of go back to uh, uh, James Hardy, because one of the things we didn't talk about, and it's really, I think important is the, why, why'd you guys pick it? Right. You know, the, uh, the, the benefits of why'd you pick that over siding? And I know it's a different, I know it's a different look, but you know, what, what does it mean to your business to, to represent Hardy siding?
1: Well, I honestly believe that James Hardy is the best product for Minnesota homes. And so that, that, that comes through when we're talking to our, to our homeowners, you know, you talk about like, Woodpeckers, you know, in Minnesota, it's 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 kind of a big deal. There are woodpeckers destroying you know, cedar siding. Minnesota, we have a uh, we have a rough climate. It goes from thirty below, and then on Sunday, it's supposed to be ninety six and humid. That is a giant temperature swing. We get a lot of rain. We get we get snow. You know, I'm I'm not sure. You know, if there's a um, you know a more extreme climate uh, in the lower forty eight. And so your siding needs to be able to withstand all those different elements and, and James Hardy does it does it the best. And, and since they've integrated their um, Color Plus line about 10, 15 years ago, they finish all the siding uh, at their factory. So you have these great colors to, to, to choose from. It's baked on at the factory under perfect conditions. Sorry about the 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 lack of field painting there for you, Anthony. You don't get to get that one, but uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. it it just you know it comes out, it's done, um, and you know we're 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 replacing our way out of a job because we're not going to be able to reside those homes again. But it's it's the best siding for a Minnesota home, and it's 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 nice when you really believe in a product that you're selling. That's why again we have built our business around it.
0: I mean, you know, uh, having a product, you know, that is that kind of warranties you guys, I I, I saw a 30 year warranty on your, uh, on your brochures.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's 30 years, but it's non-prorated. So, you know, most warrant, most warranties, uh, you know, there, there might be lifetime or 50 year, but you start digging into the nuts and bolts of it it's prorated, and, you know, it it gets down after 10 years, it's 10% of the original purchase price, that kind of thing. That's why we lay out the warranties side by side at, you know, at our trade shows. So you can actually see with things highlighted, you can see, okay, this is where 30 years is better than 50 year. And people look at you like, what? Like, well, you gotta read these, you know, these warranties. You can't just say a lifetime warranty. Okay, well, what does that mean? Like, well, what does lifetime warranty mean?
0: Well, I, I can guarantee you with, with this kind of, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, this kind of passion for the product it's kind of love for what you do. I warranty that your success is there. I mean, there's not always going to be easy days, but right when we when we love what we do to this level, even the bad days aren't so bad, right? They we're going to have them. Look, there's yeah. some days I get up. I don't even like myself, so I'm going to I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to you know, their life is guaranteed. Life is going to have them. You know, my, my wife and I always laugh. We've been together. We're getting ready to celebrate celebrate an anniversary here this week and uh, go away for, for vacation, but you know, marriage hasn't always been great, right? There's been days when you look at you like, you're not going to have a perfect life. And for those of us that think that life's going to be perfect, <laughs> good luck with that one. Right. one but same, same thing happens with with, with business, right? But, but when we have something that's worth loving, right? When we have something that's a, a business that we're really excited about, when we put a product out there that, that we really stand behind, I uh, can feel it. Then at the end of it, it's, you know, the work, the bad days aren't so bad. Right, it takes a little bit off of that, and the good days kind of are just a little bit sweeter. And and brother, I I can I I can feel your love for this business. Uh, you're yeah, you've you got a great book on it. That's what got me here with you, and and uh, I'm excited about having you on more and more uh, over the years as you uh, continue to develop uh, this. Uh, you know your your passion for this business, and and I'm really grateful to have you on.
1: Sounds great. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to to be with you.
0: Well, great. As, uh, as, as people want to get a hold of you, where are they going to get a hold of you?
1: So our website's probably the best resource, craftsmanschoice.com. And then uh, my book's on Amazon, the Minnesota Homeowner's Guide to Exterior Siding. Um, probably not a great read if uh, you just resided your house or uh, you have a stucco house. But it, uh, what we found with the book is that it's great. Most people don't, you know, they only reside their home once in their lifetime, if that, and so it's great about help helping them to identify that process and gives them some some tips along that way.
0: I think your book is a great read for anybody that's looking at siding, no matter where they are in the country, right, in right. the world. It's it's definitely an expert's guide. Deciding, uh, great book, and uh, you know, read it's an easy read. It's it, it's pretty quick. So, uh, uh, Ben, I am grateful to have you on. We'll put all the links to it down below. And as always, guys, thanks for listening. And if you could take a second right now and just hit like and subscribe for me. It just really gives us some great feedback that we're doing the right thing and it just means the world. So if you got a second, do that now for us. And we'll look forward to having you on again.
1: Thanks. Sounds great. Thanks, Anthony.
0: Thanks for joining us. My name is Anthony Monoteghi, always looking for people to bring insight into the industry, finding ways to inspire people to have amazing careers in the development world. If you liked our podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. If you really liked our podcast, make sure you hit the little bell. Thanks again for listening. Please share it with your friends.